Welcome, Warriors, to MDC. In this series, I'm examining every single goddamn page of the Secrets of Shadowloo supplement for the Street Fighter storytelling game, intent on uncovering the single biggest secret on each page. Every episode covers one page, every episode is short. Secrets of Shadowloo was published in 1994 by White Wolf Game Studio. Today we're discussing page 61 of Secrets of Shadowloo. Uh, We're in the Shadowloo Adventures chapter, which offers all kinds of ideas for Street Fighter campaigns you can run where the player characters take on Shadowloo. We've talked about having player characters who are Interpol agents and fight Shadowloo with the law. We've had the idea of spy Street Fighters who go undercover and beyond the limits of the law to take the fight to Shadowloo at secret bases in the Amazon or secluded diplomatic summits, intrigue, adventure, politics. And as we were talking about uh, Shadowloo in court, Shadowloo and international diplomacy, it got kind of silly, but this is the page where Shadowloo truly shows its goofy-ass colors. Get your snack and beverage of choice because we are going out to the ballgame in an adventure seed entitled Bases Loaded. Quote, One of the characters has a relative with a partial interest in a minor league baseball team. The owner suspects that the other business interest, the company that recently purchased a majority interest in the club, is crooked. The relative asks the characters to go undercover and check things out, either as players themselves, the relative can get them a spot on the team, or as management for the team. The characters have to pretend to be baseball players to infiltrate the traveling baseball team. In actuality, a front company for Shadaloo has taken over the club and has paid off, blackmailed, or intimidated some of the team's key players to throw certain games so that Shadaloo can make money betting against the team. Can the players uncover the plot? If they do, they'll be up against a team of athletes who aren't afraid to use their bats to silence the characters. What a beautiful piece of just classic Street Fighter storytelling. I worry sometimes that you, the listener, probably not reading along with Secrets of Shadowloo, are going to think that I'm exaggerating how fucking goofy this organization is. But here it is in black and white. You can't deny it. Shadowloo is a global criminal conspiracy, and yet it has found the time and motivation to acquire a controlling interest of a minor league baseball team which already is like some financial outlay for this plan. Then, then they've sent their crack baseball-fixing agents to uh, blackmail, intimidate, or bribe key players on this minor league baseball team. So now maybe we've got some leg breakers involved. We're making payments to a couple of pitchers to help them, you know, put their kids in braces. We've got PIs out there staking out these minor league baseball players, learning all the secrets of their sordid minor league baseball lifestyles, blackmailing them into compliance, all so that they can manipulate the team into throwing certain minor league, mind you, baseball games so that Shadaloo can bet on those minor league baseball games and recoup what must be a mere fraction of the money they've invested in this inexplicable boondoggle. And it was all working out. Like, except for making sense or a profit, it was all working out until you came along. The Street Fighter. It just so happens that an individual with a partial interest in this minor league baseball team has a sister-in-law who's a street fighter and she has a team of street fighters who work with her and this wealthy baseball enthusiast maybe an ex-baseballer himself let's call him todd bonzalez mr bonzalez calls up his sister-in-law and says hey i seem to remember from the fourth of july when we all went out to the park that one time that you travel around the world engaging in uh illegal underground pit fighting for a living is that correct are you still doing that and she let's call her Bonnie Bunzales, is like, well, yes, I am. How nice of you to remember. And he's like, listen, I've got a favor to ask you. <laughs> and you might not initially understand why I'm calling you, but just listen until the end. Let me, let me get it all out. The thing is, I own this 
Well, I partially own a minor league baseball team, and I'm pretty suspicious that a company that owns another part of my minor league baseball team is crooked. What I'd love you to do is if you could come to where I live, a couple of states over, and sort of put your hair back up in a baseball cap, you know, we could draw a little bit of stubble on you, that kind of thing. If you could pretend to be a baseball player, and if it's not an imposition, if you could have your friends, the other illegal cage fighters who are unknown to me, if you could have them come and pretend to be baseball players too, don't worry. I'll make sure all of you are going to be hired right onto the team. There's no trouble with that. You can never have too many players on a baseball team is what they say. We'll hire you all on. All of you pretend to be baseball players. And then using your uh, fist fighting experiences, if you could kind of insinuate yourself into the locker room culture, figure out what's up with this crooked company. Presumably all the players know. Just get in there, ask around, find out about this crooked company, and then um, if it turns out to be like they're kind of abusively using the team as like a tax shelter or something like that, or, or maybe if they're inappropriately giving uh, people spots on the team, favoring you know their relatives or something like that, God forbid, then um, I guess if you just would come back to me with that, then I'd know, and I guess I could figure out next steps. I guess you could probably go home at that point. If this is some kind of money laundering thing where the team is being used to conceal some kind of financial stuff, I don't know what I'd do about that. Are you an accountant? Do you? I feel like I met someone at that barbecue who was an accountant. No, that was Carol's wife. Okay. But anyway, if you wanted to come in here and just kind of poke around and see if there's any uh, financial discrepancies up in the team ownership, you and your friends, then I guess I could call up Carol, you know? her wife, who I know is busy with something in hand to show her. But I, but what I'm really hoping happens is that Chateau not only is a, a corrupt global criminal entity, but also feels somehow obliged to engage with anyone it opposes by physically fighting them, hand-to-hand fighting them. But don't worry. I mean, if you were to find out that many or even most of the players on the team are throwing minor league baseball matches, rigging all those high dollar bets. If you were to find out that's happening, uh, what you know? What could they possibly do to you? They're only baseball players. It's not as though <laughs> they're all going to pick up their baseball bats and surround you and try to, I guess, beat you to death with baseball bats to divert suspicion. This whole thing is fucking nuts. If if I were Bonnie, I would take this case. I'll tell you that. Because number one, as a street fighter, I know that Shadaloo is behind literally everything happening in the world. Okay, so originally this episode had an ending that was uh, a little more leisurely, a little more organic, uh, but I lost the audio. It just kind of disappeared from the Audacity recording, very strangely, because I had a lot of other audio on that track that was just fine. It was just this episode, very targeted, as though the universe were saying to me, Chris, you're doing too many lengthy act-outs on the show. That was a whole-ass phone call. You, You have to stop. But guess what, universe? I do not have to stop. What the fuck else are you going to do to me? You played all your cards in 2020, universe. Now you got nowhere to go. Rookie mistake. Anyway, to conclude this episode succinctly, first of all, let me say that I just love this whole thing not making sense. That is fine with me. It's great with me. If I were going to use it, I'd probably just throw it at the players and be like, this is your problem. As the GM, I represent the world, and sometimes the world doesn't make any fucking sense. So here it is. This is what happened. And it's fun. We're all here to play Street Fighter, so it's okay. But in terms of reconciling the fiction, 
This is so nonsensical that I feel the need to float a couple of ideas for uh, how to make some kind of sense out of what we've seen on this page. I have two ideas. Number one, this is really not so much of a criminal venture as it is just general Shadaloo interest in sports. We've talked a lot about Shadaloo's disproportionate interest in street fighting, and I think that's the case, and I think that superfan bison is a thing. However, it's also possible that the reason it seems this way to us is because this game is Street Fighter. Therefore, it seems to us that Shadaloo is inordinately involved in street fighting. It may be that if this were a game about a different sport, Shadaloo would still be heavily involved. Maybe Shadaloo has Street Fighter-level involvement with every sport played everywhere. And so what they're really here to do is just have a baseball team. And, you know, if you have a baseball team, of course you're going to kidnap the pitcher's kids and blackmail them to throw games and then bet against your own team and make a little money on the side. Why wouldn't you? But the goal is to own a baseball team. So so maybe that's what this is. Maybe in addition to being a Street Fighter fan, Bison is a baseball fan and he just wants to have a baseball team. His approach to this is only criminal because his approach to everything is criminal. Uh, speaking of Bison's telltale quirks, though, let me take you to another option to make sense of this. My preferred option, since Bison loves street fighting and has this disastrous habit of involving it in everything he does. What if the people on this baseball team are ringers? What if they're street fighters? Or what if he's slowly replacing the team with street fighters? That would make a lot more sense. On a gaming level, regular minor league baseball players, even with bats, are not really a match for street fighters. So there's not much of a combat here at the end of the adventure if it's just like normal baseball players trying to hit you with their baseball sticks, right? That's what I call them, baseball sticks. I am, of course, an alien from space. But yeah, that works a ton better, actually. If these are street fighters, street fighters trying to beat you up with baseball bats, that's something I can work with as a storyteller. Street fighters have incredibly good conditioning, certainly better than the average minor league baseball player. No offense to minor league baseball players. They've got special powers. They would inherently have an advantage in minor league baseball games. Also, Shadaloo is already intimidating and blackmailing and bribing so many street fighters. If you've got no better idea for a batch of street fighters that you have cowed into submission, why not put them on a baseball team? That's already a sunk cost, right? Like what we may have here is a situation where some promising kickboxer had his kids kidnapped by Shadaloo to force him to work for them and represent them in the street fighting circuit. And then like his success in street fighting was middling and there are better kickboxers on the payroll. But you know, we got these kids. Like we've already spent the money. We've already made the investment. So let's move them to the baseball department. In that scenario where this is an effort to recoup investment, I can maybe see this being financially viable. Plus, it fits the minor league baseball theme. You'd have a team full of baseball players striving to prove themselves not to get to the major leagues, but for Shadaloo to promote them back to the street fighting circuit. So I like this solution a lot. And all convoluted argument aside, M. Bison owns a baseball team. Can't we just assume all those players are street fighters? Why wouldn't they be? If it's important to you, that this makes sense, like to maintain believability in your Street Fighter campaign, then by all means, option one, option two, whichever you like best, the rationalization doesn't matter. The big thing is the secret, the secret that Shadaloo, for some reason, owns and manages a crooked minor league baseball team, and there are street fighting moles inside it. This concept may require some in-character rationalization, but on out-of-character level, it is unimpeachable. You can't go wrong with Street Fighters playing baseball. Now, join me tomorrow when the shoe is on the other foot, and we talk about an idea that makes perfect sense in character, but is, I will argue, indefensible on an out-of-character level on MDC. This has been MDC. 
New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the top-secret Patreon-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that RSS feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact or check out the show wherever you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, Podbean, your favorite podcatcher, etc., etc. Street Fighter and all associated trademarks are property of Capcom. This season's theme music, used under a Creative Commons license, is City Lights at Night by Revolution Void, whose work you can find at sites.google.com slash view slash Revolution Void, or at freemusicarchive.org slash music slash revolution underscore void. Thanks for listening. Now get lost. You can't compare with my power. <laughs>